Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hello, and welcome back for episode 59 of Lymphedema Podcast. If you're just now tuning in for the 2021 season of Lymphedema Podcast, I want to encourage you to go check out the episodes from January. They are so good. Lymphedema Podcast is supported by Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, and MediUSA. Learn more about each sponsor on our website, lymphedemapodcast.com, and listen to their episodes while you're there. If you are part of a support group or a member of a Facebook group for lymphedema, you have probably heard a whole bunch about compression, but have you stopped to consider if it's accurate or factual? It may be true information, and it's often shared from another's personal experience, but what works for one lymphedema patient does not often work for another. Budget, insurance, plus the need for multiple pairs and styles often leave lymphedema patients searching for any discount or deal they can find. I'm guilty of providing discount compression to patients before, only to find them coming back shortly after wanting a new garment that fits better. Today, I'm talking again with Caroline Penny about Juzo compression. We're going to dive deep into what goes into making quality compression, what features are needed to ensure a good fit, and how to extend the life of your garment. Hey, Caroline, welcome back to the podcast. Hi there. It's good to be back. So last time we were together, we talked about the difference between the two main types of compression garments that you can purchase with Juzo. Today, I really want to talk about how we can avoid having lymphedema patients spend money on garments that don't quite cut it for them. What, can, what kind of tips can you start off by giving us to kind of help us save and protect our investment in our compression? Well, that's a really important topic, and I'm so glad that we are discussing that today. So what a lot of people don't realize is that there are no U.S. standards for compression garments. So what that means is that the FDA is not involved in uh, measuring um, the compression class that's being derived, if that compression is being displayed in a graduated manner. And as a result, a lot of the garments out there are not efficacious. They're not doing what you think they're supposed to do. And again, that just goes back to the lack of uh, standardization and testing that are not in place for medical compression. 
So I would say, oh, sorry, go ahead, Betty. You're fine. I'm recalling that you mentioned in our conversation last time that Juzo has actually studied some of these other garments and have found, you know, that they're not as effective. So can you shed some light on that? I was just kind of remembering that we had talked about that last time. Yeah. So as a result of the lack of testing by the FDA for compression in the United States, it really does mean that anybody can distribute a compression garment, which means that not all compression are created equally. It's not like you're going to Walmart and getting generic toilet paper and swapping it out for Charmin. They work differently. Some are therapeutic and some are not. As a result of the lack of testing in the United States, we really do have sort of a wild, wild west out there. And unfortunately, those of us that deal in the medical compression world, we've got to kind of have that buyer beware mentality. So it's up to you to educate yourself, know which manufacturers are the good guys, and really understand who is taking the extra steps as a company to internally test their products. So at Juzo, um, the owner of our company, Mrs. Zorn, who is a fifth generation owner, has spent a lot of time and effort and money in making sure that the products that we are putting out there are good quality and that they are efficacious. They are going to test for what is stated on the tag. And what we talked about before is I took advantage of the fact that we do have a state-of-the-art testing facility. And I, I just randomly chose five different types of garments and had them tested. And not one of them tested for the millimeters of mercury that were stated on the tag. And even some of them were sending fluids in the opposite direction. So um, it's really important to understand who you're getting your compression from because they're not all created equally. Huge no-no, both of those. You want that <laughs> compression as it's stated, and you definitely don't want backflow of your lymphedema <laughs> fluid because it's hard to get it out of your fingers and your toes, you know, once it kind of gets there and settles. So, wow, those uh, are two huge no-nos. Yeah. And I like what you said about the generic toilet paper because I don't care who you are. Angel Soft is not Angel Soft. <laughs> that is not the same. <laughs> so discount Juzo on other websites. What's your opinion on that? So you can say there's a website out there and they're saying 15% off Juzo garments and you're not going through insurance. It's just, you know click and ship type stuff. Is that a juice? Is that a true Juzo garment that they're selling that is, you know, reliable and a good, a good investment? Uh, we have, um, Juzo has a presence in actual brick and mortar stores. And we also have a presence in many, many online distributors. So if it is a Juzo product, it would have the trademark logo Juzo. So, you can absolutely get good quality compression online just as you can if you go into a brick and mortar physical location and get measured. Um, we try to give people as many resources as possible. If they're in a situation, especially with COVID, where you do have to measure yourself, um, we actually have uh, something on our Juzo USA website 
where we have a guide that you can print out and check out if you do need to measure yourself. But yeah, Juzo's products are good quality products. And no matter what the distribution process is for those products, they are tested internally and they will um, present and test for what is stated on the tag. So can we go over some key features? If you are measuring and doing this whole, you know, fitting process at home by yourself, what are, what are you needing to look for to ensure that you're investing in quality compression? So like I said, one of the most important things is really have a, an understanding of where your compression garment is being made. So there's five or six of us good guys out there that are putting out good quality products, but most of the stuff out there is what we call crap pression, um, which means that they are mass producing products and they're doing it in a cheap sort of one size fits all manner because um, they realize and understand that the general public doesn't know that the FDA is not involved. So that's why you see so much of the crappy products out there. So I would say, number one, you know, know where your compression is coming from. Find out, um, is that individual company um, doing the extra things that they should? Um, meeting ISO standards, are they, do they have a testing facility? Do they have a testing director? So you have to actually do a little bit of homework. Um, so at Juzo, we have a windowless, this is how crazy it is. We have a windowless temperature controlled room where we have a dedicated employee that sits in that room and tests pantyhose all day. Now, the reason that we go to such great lengths, um, you know, having the very best testing equipment that money can buy, having that dedicated employee is because we want to make sure that people are confident in the product. And um, that's what I would do, number one. I do have five pillars of quality compression that we can talk about um, when you look at the specifics of a product. But the very first step should be really steer away from something that looks too good to be true. Because if it looks, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of some infomercials that I've seen re recently um, with different additives or specialty fabrics, you know, athletes are on there. Um, and it's, it's just kind of a gimmick. I mean, that's just really oh, yeah. true that it, it just, it's a gimmick. It might work for someone who doesn't have a medical condition like lymphedema. If it's really just like some sports compression and you want to wear it while you're out playing basketball or whatever your hobby is running or something, um, then yeah, that might work for you and it might look cool and check off all the boxes for you, but it doesn't do that for lymphedema patients. And I feel like that's where marketing really gets lymphedema patients with these garments is that it gives you the illusion that if you buy it, you're going to get back to running and playing basketball and being your best self. But really it's not intended as a medical piece of equipment like compression garments are. I mean, compression yeah. garments are, you can buy that through your insurance. Um, mm -hmm. You can't buy a sports compression garment like that, you know, through your insurance. It's just this three payments of $19.99 and free shipping if you order <laughs> now type situation. Right. Um, that's a really good point to touch on. I think a lot of people get confused about that. Um, and what a lot of people don't understand is that class one and above medical compression 
here in the United States, you should get a prescription from your healthcare provider to acquire medical compression. Anything that falls in that sports arena category is considered to be over-the-counter compression where you don't have to have a prescription. And, um, you know, you may go search in your Google machine for compression and you see a pattern that might look fun or colors and, you know, um, you have to dig a little deeper. You've got, like you said, you've got to realize that there's a big difference. You are not going to buy medical grade compression at the airport or on an <laughs> infomercial. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta really make sure that you're getting the true thing. That's funny. Um, <clears throat> I'm really just laughing about that. Mostly I'm thinking back to our flight to Brazil when my husband was wearing Ted hose with his shorts. That's really what I'm thinking of, actually. That's why I'm laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> it was rather embarrassing. He's 6'4", so you can't hide those legs. Okay, so I do have some specifics in mind to talk about Okay, um, that are some Juzo garments that I will have the opportunity to share with everyone later. Um Let's jump into the Juzo Soft Sleeve and Gauntlet. So what are some key features on that particular set that are, you know, unique to Juzo and also just provide the type of compression that patients need versus what you might be able to buy off the internet or off of an infomercial or something like that? Okay. Well, um... As you know, Betty, the four main garments that are used to help patients with lymphedema manage the swelling, we have two circular knitted products called the Juzo Soft, which you just touched on, and also the Juzo Dynamic. So those are circular knitted products, so they do not have a seam. So one of the things that I always recommend that people do is really um, look for two-way stretch when you are working with a compression garment. So a circular knitted product, you should feel stretch horizontally. That's what makes the product do its job. But when a manufacturer does add all of that time and energy into making the product have what's called two-way stretch, so you're not only getting that horizontal stretch, but a vertical stretch, that is a true pillar quality. Um, that's a measure of quality in a product. So Two-way stretch does a couple of things. First off, it's going to make the wearing experience more comfortable. So you put the product on. It's not going to, you know, you're going to want the whole idea is you want to not remember that you're wearing a compression garment. And the other thing that's important about two-way stretch is that it allows the product to stay in place. So that's a really, really big way that those crap compression companies can cut cost. They don't make a product with two-way stretch. So whenever you're looking at a product, I recommend giving it a stretch horizontally. And then when you stretch it the other way, the product should almost feel like it's trying to go back together. So we call that recoil or two-way stretch. So that's one of the things that I would always look at if you're looking at a circular knitted garment. Another thing that I think is super important when you're working with circular knitted products is to really examine the sizing choices. What you want to look for is that a manufacturer does not have a one size fits all mentality. So it's really simple for those cheap uh, crap Prussian imposter guys to mass produce products um, and just kind of 
produce products that don't have an anatomical profile that really aren't accommodating a lot of different sizes and shapes. So one of the first things I tell people to do, look at the size chart. How many sizes are available? You know, are, are they offering different length options? And when you look at the product and pull it out of the box, does it look anatomical or is it just a long tube? So, so those are some of the tips um, that I always recommend people look for when you're dealing with a circular knitted product such as the soft or the dynamic. And one thing that I think is an important feature of compression is that band. If you're buying a compression garment that doesn't have a silicone band, I hardly ever recommend ordering that because when it rolls down, it creates a tourniquet effect and gets tighter in that point on your arm or on your thigh. Would you say the same thing for those garments? And I'm pretty sure it's standard on all the Juzo garments that I've ever seen. Oh yeah, so definitely when you're dealing with the upper extremity, um, definitely most people do really well with a silicone border. Um, when you look at the lower extremity, um, the soft fabric, the knee-high, is not really a lymphedema garment. That's more of a vascular product. And to your point, um, when you're using the soft fabric as a vascular product, it's a little different than a lymphedema patient. So that's more for like a prophylactic, right? So you just maybe have tired, achy feet at the end of the day. So we do uh, sell a lot of that product without a silicone band as a knee high because it's not as necessary. But I hardly ever see anybody with a thigh high or an arm sleeve that doesn't have a silicone border. Because um, like you said, it's really valuable and simple, easy way to keep the garment in place. So just um, make sure that that silicone band also has a good amount of stretch so that it's comfortable. Something I want to point out that I didn't think about until just now is that there are also pantyhose. A lot of people prefer the pantyhose. Um, but a trick that I was told, <clears throat> because pantyhose do have some trunk and abdominal compression in them as well, is that if you have a larger circumference in your abdomen, you can order the maternity pantyhose. And Juzo has maternity pantyhose also, correct? Yeah, um, I'm on board with that 100%. I prefer pantyhose over thigh highs. Um, that extra stitching that's in that abdominal area and the gluteal area is called porosa. So there's no medical compression in that area. But I like it because it's sort of like a lighter version of Spanx that keeps it all in for me, right? Yeah. Um, and it also is really good at helping the product stay in place. We do have a maternity pantyhose, but we actually changed the name of it to um, pantyhose with a high elastic body part. And the reason we did that is because we had so many people saying, you know, I've got patients that would really, really benefit from having that you know, elastic adjustable waistband and that little pouch where the belly can grow, but they're not pregnant. So that's why we changed the name. It's, but they are um, originally made to accommodate maternity, but we just changed the name so that people don't have to feel embarrassed about getting those pantyhose if they're not actually pregnant. How considerate, because I've had the same thought, you know, I want to tell them, hey, we can buy you these maternity pantyhose. They'll really fit your figure. And they're going, I'm not pregnant. I don't want to wear that. 
And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's going to be really difficult for you to be comfortable in the other pair. I think you should go with the maternity. I mean, that's a, it's a soft subject. I don't ever want to offend anyone because, you know, every body type is beautiful. But there are some accommodations that should be made to make them more comfortable. And I, I have had people say, no, thanks. I'll just stick with the thigh high and I'll mm-hmm. wear bike shorts or something, you know, to kind of patch it in. But I like that you changed that. And that's another reason why I love Juzo because they think of everything every time, <laughs> every single time. Well, that's the nice thing about being a small company like we are is that, you know, it does give us more of a chance to actually listen to our customers' feedback and then sort of make adjustments. And that's one of the things that we heard from them, and that's why we changed the name. Hey, Lymphedema Podcast. This is Elise Cantu, back to talk about the Virtual Oncology Physical Therapy Summit. You don't want to miss this amazing virtual summit happening on April 17th, 2021. Tickets are on sale now, and in the summit, we're going to be talking about topics like lymphedema, CIPN, bone marrow transplants, cancer survivorship, and so much more. Get your tickets now, and I'll see you at the summit. So I'm trying to look at some other features here um, that we could maybe talk about specifically. One thing I want to touch on is the gauntlet. So you have the gauntlet and you have the glove. Can you make a few comparisons on those? And there's going to be kind of a couple snowball questions here. The comparison between gauntlet and glove and when you need one versus the other, because there is a cost investment difference in the glove and the gauntlet. But then also you find on those websites sometimes it's just a one piece seamless gauntlet and arm sleeve. Mm-hmm. I want to touch on that because I have a pet peeve about those and I just want to see maybe what you as an expert kind of think about that mm-hmm. uni garment thing going on. <laughs> okay. Well, just the basic differences between a gauntlet and a glove. A gauntlet is a fingerless glove. So you're going to have a little bit of fabric covering up your your thumb, but your fingers are open. And then a glove obviously is going to involve all five digits. So we do recommend that anyone that's wearing an arm sleeve should really try to protect that hand, especially when they are involved in, you know, activity like exercise or repetitive motion, gardening, housework, just being active. So you want to protect that hand because, as you know, lymph likes to go the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. So if you're not protecting the hand, it's going to eventually get out there. So we always recommend Um, that you purchase the glove or gauntlet separately from the arm piece, the arm sleeve. And the reason that we do that is because, let's face it, you're using your hand more than your arm. You're touching things. You're touching your phone, your computer, doing dishes, eating. All of those things will, all of those things will cause a little bit more uh, wear and tear on the hand portion. So that's the reason that we recommend that you purchase the gauntlet and the glove as a separate piece and not sewn together as one. Because you're going to find your hand piece is going to wear out before your arm piece. And instead of having to replace the whole thing, you only have to replace the gauntlet or the glove. Um, And, you know, typically you, you will get more wear out of your arm sleeve if you're not sewing it together as one to be worn together as one. I would be interested to see 
if one of those was ever studied at Juzo, if you guys ever found there is some backflow in it, because in my patients, at least, I find that the wrist is quite a bit tighter than if you were to wear an arm sleeve and a gauntlet. It's quite a bit tighter to the point to where it creases and causes irritation. But also, my pet peeve with the little uni sleeve is that you can't take it off easily to wash your hands. And most of the time, patients will say, ah, put it on in the morning, and then I got busy, and I went to go wash my hands or do dishes, and then I forgot about it for the rest of the day. (laughs) Well, then you don't have your compression on. You washed your hand, but, you know, you went eight hours without remembering to put it back on because you got busy or your hand wasn't dry or whatever it may Mm -hmm. be. And if you have the glove or gauntlet that's separate, You can pop it off, you can wash your dishes, you can, you know, protect your hand with like some working gloves, those little latex gloves or um, rubber gloves in your kitchen. And then, you know, if you need to wash your hands throughout the day, you just pop off your glove and wash your hands. And then five minutes later, you can put your gauntlet or glove back on whenever your hand is dry and your arm didn't have to go a whole day without compression because you forgot to put the whole thing back on. That's one of my pet peeves that I... (laughs) I don't like about the uni sleeve. Yes, it seems cost effective because I think on a generic website I found last night, it's like 35 bucks. Um, But it's not, it's not going to last you very long and it's going to get really dirty when you're using it because you're touching all those things all the time. Yeah, those are all really good points. I, and even if you, even if you have a gauntlet and you peel that piece back when you're washing your hands, it's going to cause a temporary tourniquet effect. So I'm with you. I'm not a fan of the uni piece either. And I like the Juzos. They have that minimal pressure border on the gauntlet or glove. So you don't have that overlapping pressure that increases there at the wrist. And then they have the ribbed palm so that you have increased grip and durability Whereas on those uni sleeves, it really is just the same texture, the same fabric throughout, and there's no give to your wrist, there's no give to your palm, and you can kind of slip and drop a few things. So that's just some extra (laughs) points that I was thinking of as a therapist and just functionality with patients. Well, and the other thing about our new seamless glove, if you look really closely between the digits, we came out with this new 3D knitting technology. And what that does is it just provides um, a, a way for us to help you protect getting any kind of binding or bunching in between your digits. So not only is it going to be more comfortable with that 3D stitching technology, but it's also going to give you a little bit more freedom of range of motion. So um, it's, it's a great new product. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit into the thigh high and Mm -hmm. knee high compression. And as we said, the knee high really isn't intended for lymphedema treatment. It's more intended for vascular insufficiencies Mm -hmm. and things like that. But I want to point out that it's not like this with every garment, but I knew that I do know that Juzo, all their garments, at least um, these that I'm looking at here specifically, they are machine washable and machine dryer friendly. And that's not the case for all garments, right? That's true. Um, And again, one of the things that I'm proud of for our company is that we always try to do the right thing. And uh, Mrs. Zorn made Juzo a completely latex-free company 
gosh, maybe about 15 years ago. And she did that because she didn't want people to have to worry about having an overexposure to latex that gives somebody a higher likelihood of developing the allergy. And by being latex free, it also makes our products super easy to take care of. So both are circular knitted, soft and dynamic fabric, as well as the flat knitted fabrics, the Juzo Expert and Strong, should be washed after every use in the machine and they should be dried in the machine. So the products have memory threads and the only way that they will go back to their original efficacy is if they hit that heat source. So it's not only recommended, it's advised. We want those products to hit um, a heat source through that electric dryer so that those memory threads can go back into place and you will have optimum efficacy of the garment. Well, I just learned something because I didn't realize that it was advised. I thought it was just kind of like a <laughs> and or you could wash <laughs> and dry it or you could just air dry it because I know that I've told patients in the past like, yeah, you can throw it in there with your laundry or you can just, you know, pull it out and let it air dry. So I will change what I'm telling people in the clinic. Thanks for that, Caroline. <laughs> if you want, I can elaborate a little more, but I, I don't need to um, on the care of it. Um, it. It is important to remember you want to use detergents that don't have additives. Uh, we sell a detergent at Juzo. You can use that or you can get Dreft is a good choice and Tide has a good plant-based uh, detergent that's out, just make sure it doesn't have any additives. So no fragrance, no softening agents, and no bleach. And when you do put the garment in the dryer, uh, don't use your dryer sheet because again, it's going to have fragrance and softening agents that again, will compromise the efficacy of the garment. Right. Anything free and clear um, would probably work, correct? I know a lot of brands yep. of laundry detergent are putting out a free and clear. And then... Um, since having a baby, we have steered away from using the dryer sheets and things, um, especially if his clothes are kind of mixed in with ours. And what I'll mention, if anybody here is interested, is you can just get those wool balls uh, that go into the dryer. And if you want a little fragrance or something, I think you can put a little bit of like an essential oil drop on there if that's kind of your thing. Um, and also just for no fragrance, you can put those um wool dryer balls in there and they'll kind of help fluff it out and keep all the wrinkles and reduce static. So that's something that doesn't have any of those chemicals or additives in it um, that could probably extend the life of the garment too. All right, let's hit the five pillars so that we can just okay. have that for our information um, and a way for everyone to kind of okay be sure they're on the right path when they're choosing their compression garments. Okay. So I always mention that I find there to be five pillars of quality to look for in compression garments. And one of the first things, as I mentioned before, is pull the garment out of the box and look at the shape. You should see a garment that looks like an anatomical shape. So it should have an anatomical profile. Um, so when you pull something out and it just is tubular, um, it doesn't have any differences in circumferential measurements. That tells me that's crap pression. If we're talking lower extremity, you always want to not only make sure that the product has an anatomical profile, but it should also have a knit heel. 
the knit heel is going to be very important in helping the product stay in place. And that also tells me that that manufacturer is actually taking into consideration that the B measurement is where 100% of the value of compression starts. So the heel, a knit heel is extremely important if you are looking to identify um, a pillar of quality in compression. So look at the shape, make sure there's a heel if you're looking at lower extremity. And the other thing is you really want to make sure, again, that you are looking at appropriate sizes. So there's a couple things. If you pull a product out of the box and you're looking at a size one, let's say knee high, and you're looking at a size five knee high, I want to make sure that I'm seeing an actual difference in circumference, that it's actually the circumferences are getting bigger. An easy, cheap way to make something, quote, bigger is the cheap imposters will just make something longer. Mm -hmm. They're not going to make it wider. So that's the third pillar of quality of compression. Make sure that if they are making a different size, that they're not just adding length on. You want to make sure that it's actually getting wider and larger. And like I said earlier, you always want to investigate the size chart. That's the super easy way to notice right away if you're dealing with a good quality product. So for instance, at Juzo, our arm sleeve, the soft and dynamic, have 24 standard sizes, 24 sizes for an arm. We accomplish that by offering two length options. And then we also have something called a max size option. And what that's doing is just giving ladies a little bit of extra room up at the top of the arm sleeve where we tend to get some extra soft loose hanging tissue. But that's just an example. You want to make sure that the manufacturer is offering a plethora of sizes. Another tip is to look at the seams. So if you are dealing with a flat knitted product, you want to make sure that that seam is sewn down nice and flat. So for instance, if you look at our Juzo Expert or the Juzo Strong, you'll notice that our seams have gone through a five-point quality inspection. Those seams are sewn down really flat, and they also have two-way stretch. That is going to ensure the safety and comfort for the patient. And um, at the end of the day, another last thing that you want to think about, look and see what that manufacturer is asking for um, in terms of sizing. So are they asking you for your shoe size, your weight? If that's the case, that's crap pression. If a manufacturer is asking you for circumferential measurements in at least two areas, then you are going to be steered towards quality compression. So like for our knee high, we asked for two circumferential measurements, be at the ankle and see the fullest part of the calf, and then we're going to want a length. So that is going to really individualize the fit for a patient. If we just ask for weight or a shoe size, that doesn't tell you anything about the size of that individual's leg. Yeah, not a thing. Yeah, so um, those are really some of just the highlights of what I like to look for um, as a pillar of quality and compression. I can't think of anything that could be more helpful, um, well, other than this self-measuring guide that you guys offer for free on the website. I think a combination of your five pillars you just went through, as well as that self-measuring guide, 
that will help to ensure that everyone has access to making the best and most informed decision if they're in a, in a, at a point right now where they're having to fit and order their compression alone without the help of their CLT or their fitter, um, Juzo has it covered because that is such a helpful resource. Just have someone in your family help you measure and get fitted, and then you know you have quality compression on its way. Yes, absolutely. Just go to the Juzo USA website, and you'll see that we have a self-measuring guide where we just give you some tips um, and tricks so that if you are in a situation where you, like you said, you can't get to your CLT or a certified fitter, it's all right. We, we, we can help you get through it. You just go through that process that's listed on the website for free. I'm going to link that on the blog post and the website as well. I have a resources page on the website and under Juzo, I'll be sure to add that on the resources page. So anyone listening, you can just go find that on the website also. And then Caroline, we were talking um, a little before I started to record earlier. We were talking about a way to really stretch your dollar because I mean, it's no secret that right now times are hard. A lot of people are really having to stretch their dollar to get the most out of their compression and just everything else in life. But we talked about the option of a Velcro garment, an alternative garment that can work day and night and really help you get that compression you need without having to go to a custom garment. Can we kind of talk about that a little bit more here? Yeah. So ultimately we want to see people in the best compression that's going to help them manage their condition. Right. But like you said, sometimes insurance isn't covering, um, you know, these garments and it can get quite expensive. And I think that's why a lot of times people turn to quote crap pression products, right? They're trying to save a buck. Um, and you and I talked about this before. It's not doing you any good to buy a garment that's just going to sit in the drawer. So although exactly, so it's not, you're not going to wear it. It's going to be uncomfortable. It might even cause more damage. One of the things that I recommend if, if you really and truly can't afford a custom-made flat-knitted garment, and remember, flat-knitted garments are going to be treating a little bit higher-stage lymphedema patients typically. Flat-knitted garments um, are almost always customized solutions for each individual patient. So it's not going to be a standard size. It can be costly. And if that is a concern, um, we, we do have medical compression wraps in both upper and lower extremity solutions. And they do have the type of pressure that can be used to actually reduce the size of the limb. They can be used in place of the gold standard of compression garments. Um, And they can also be used at night since they have a short stretch quality. So, you know, really think about that if you're having trouble. It's not a bad idea to have a compression wrap on hand if you're experiencing intermittent swelling or flare-ups because, again, this is just a really easy and low-cost way that can help you evacuate fluid out of the limb, keep the limb at bay, or you can even wear it at nighttime for nighttime use. Caroline, I think we have covered all we can about how to help everyone get that quality compression and to avoid being caught in that trap of crap pression deals and discounts to kind of get you to buy into that 
over-the-counter compression that, like you said, isn't regulated. There's no way to really tell if it's delivering on its promise. Thanks for being That's here. That's right. And do you have any parting knowledge for us that we can kind of tuck away and use whenever we're getting ready to measure ourselves at home? I sure do. Never skimp on tattoos, vitamins, or medical compression. So true. So true. Guys, that's all for today. I hope that you really enjoyed learning more about Juzo compression garments and how to spot the fakes. For more information on the self-measuring resource, be sure to check out the resources page on my website, www.lymphedemapodcast.com. Under the resources tab, you'll see Juzo's picture. Go there and it'll take you straight to the link. This week, Juzo is going to have an unboxing video on our YouTube channel for Lymphedema Podcast. I'm going to show you in detail some upper and lower extremity compression garments while comparing them to some other online generic compression garments. I hope you enjoyed hearing more from Caroline Penny with Juzo on how to spot quality compression garments amongst the fakes. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship in a community for your journey with lymphedema. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode.